Glad to have you. Joe Michael Show, we continue on. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we should hear the discussion from uh, from Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure the uh, one of the first questions is going to be directed at uh, Hub Arkish and his comments that Aaron Rodgers is a jerk and therefore he's not going to vote for him. So we'll get into that. I'm sure we'll hear Aaron Rodgers speak of that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, media, Conley Media, uh, on the hotline. And, uh, you know, you hear Hub Arkish's comments saying that he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers. He thinks Rodgers is a jerk. Thoughts? Yeah, you know, I don't want to bang on Hub too much. I, I, I'm with you, Bill, for the most part. This, this isn't like a, a Bond, uh, a Clemens steroids kind of thing. It's, it's, it's not whatever, Antonio Brown off the field. It's, it's not a Henry Ruggs ran someone over with his car um, and, and killed a guy type situation, right? I mean, is, is he a bad guy? I mean, that, that certainly helps opinion. He, he's more than entitled to it. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that share that opinion that he put the Packers through a lot of nonsense in the off season and all that drama. And then there's a lot of people that had issues with his vaccination status and lying about it and things like that. But, but I'm with you, Bill, when you, when you break it down and you look at it just strictly on the field. And and to me, um, again, he hasn't done anything that puts him in the category. Like I mentioned earlier of the steroid guys or the Henry Ruggs or anything like that. Um, He's done more than enough on the field to, to win MVP number four. Uh, whether you like him or Brady or Cup or Taylor, I guess, is, is your personal opinion. But I, I just don't think there's enough there on a personal level uh, as a bad guy, quote-unquote, as Hub Arkish called him, uh, to take him out of the running and not vote for him strictly on, on those merits. To me, it still comes strictly down to what, what's been done on the field with Rogers, Bill. And, and I think in theory that that's going to be enough. There, there's going to be other voters, Bill like Hub that, that holds some of this stuff against him. Um, but again, I, I, all this stuff about stripping Hub of his, of his uh, no. MVP vote and all that kind of stuff. I think that's extreme. I think I'm not a big cancel culture guy. I think that's nonsense. Um, but again, I, I certainly don't share Hub's opinion that you take him out of the running because of what happened last offseason. Um, now on the field or off the field, if we want to look at it that way. So this week, uh, there's a lot of talk about Bakhtiari coming back. Obviously, Billy Turner's not going to be back because he went on the COVID list. But uh, Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander getting ready. How dire do you feel it is, first and foremost, to get those two guys into this contest? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty important. You you wouldn't want their first appearance in in, in a utopian world, Bill, to come in the divisional round when let's see, well, let's say Dallas comes to, to Lambeau Field three weeks, you know, two and a half weeks from now, you know, in, in a game like that, you'd, you'd love for him to get uh, 30, 40 snaps this, this particular week. Maybe you don't play him the full game, but maybe Bakhtiari is out there for three or four series at some point in time. Same deal with, with Alexander. Uh, the guy Lafleur did not mention on Monday, which I found interesting, Bill, was the Darius Smith. He he, he pretty much just talked about the, those other two Pro Bowlers uh, potentially coming back and certainly going to do some work, a lot more work this week. You know, at, at practice would be Bakhtiari and Alexander. It, it seems to me, Bill, they're trending in that direction. I know when you and I have talked in the past about injuries uh, with, with, with a lot of these guys, that, that I, I kept saying week 17, week, week 18, to me kind of made the most sense. Get them back then, 
kick off some of the rust and, and make sure they're ready to go when the postseason arrives. And it kind of seems like the Packers are following that, that, that game plan as well, Bill. We'll, we'll know a lot more here over the next two or three days. Would you sit Rodgers in this game? No, I, I wouldn't. Um, I, I'm a big advocate that this, you're an NFL player, you play in the games, and, and the rust is a bad thing. We learned that in 2011, Bill, I think, you know, uh, was it the 15-1 and one season, uh, that, that team that everybody had circled uh, going and winning a Super Bowl, and they came out and laid an absolute dud, an egg against the Giants in, in the divisional round, uh, the, their first playoff game. Aaron Rodgers had, had a 21-day rest. Uh, that season, Bill, and if you remember, that was his first MVP season. He was unbelievable that year. 15 of his 16 games, his passer rating was over 100. The only game it wasn't was that game they lost to the Chiefs, Bill, and and then he sits for three weeks, and, and he comes out and his passer rating against the Giants in the divisional round was 78.5, uh, his lowest in a year and a half. And, and he wasn't good that day. The defense wasn't good that day. Uh, Mike McCarthy wasn't good that day. They fumbled the ball three times. I think that, that year, Bill, they had only had six fumbles, and they fumbled three times and lost them all that day against the Giants. I just I think that much time off and that much rust, Bill, is, is tough for some of these guys to, to kick off. You're, you're almost – they've had first-quarter problems the way it is, Bill. You know, a, a lot of these teams, you see it, that, that rest their guys. It, it takes them a quarter to get going. And, and sometimes they don't get going whatsoever. Uh, that was the case, obviously, for Green Bay in, in 2011. And, and, and I think, you know, I think Rodgers is at the front and center of beating the drum that, that he doesn't want that to happen again and, and a repeat. I'm not saying, Bill, you know, play him all 12 series and 75 snaps in a meaningless game against the Lions. But I think you treat this like, you know, uh, back in the day when, when, when these guys treated exhibition games like they mattered, uh, and, and you play them three series and, and 25 snaps, let's just say, against Detroit some Sunday. Uh, I'm looking for some Jordan Love time, uh, but then again you start to prioritize some of the guys that maybe should play or shouldn't play or get a little bit uh, of – of playing time, get lathered up, and then get the hell out of there. I'm, I'm looking for Devontae Adams to get out of there. Aaron Jones, who's been nicked up on and off throughout the season, I'm looking for him to get a little bit of time and then get out of there if I play him at all. Um, obviously, you look at guys like Devondre Campbell. You can't sit everybody, but uh, this is going to be a game where I think you empty the bench, right? Well, just remember, though, Bill, I mean, it, it's not like a – a typical exhibition game in August where, where you've got 90 or 80 or whatever the, the number is that that particular week to go ahead and play with. Um, you know, you can only keep so many active on, on game day. They'll only have, I would think, eight offensive linemen, let's say, up on on, on Sunday. So, um, it, and, and they'll have the, you know, numbers crunches at some of those other positions as well. I mean, I'm with you. You obviously get your – you know, your, your, your top five, six, seven, eight guys out of there as, as quickly as possible. And it's a lot of Patrick Taylor time at running back and, you know, a, a, a lot of throws to Equinemius St. Brown and, and, and the tight ends and, and things like that. And, and you go de- as deep as you can in, in your cornerback room. I mean, it's crazy to say, Bill, but you, you probably want to get Rasul Douglas out of there. You want to get, you know, you want to get those two safeties off the field. I, I'm with you 100. percent You get, you, you, you get Devondre Campbell off the field. You get Kenny Clark off the field, and 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 you go with a whole heck of a lot of, you know, the backups up there. But um, you know, again, you, you take you know eight or ten or twelve guys out of the mix, Bill, and you're only down to 35, let's call it, or something like that, who who can play, and, you, and you've got to play with 22. So. Um, 
they'll, they'll get guys off as, as I, I think as quickly as possible. And, and again, I, I think your, your, your monster stars like Adams and Rogers, you're only looking at for maybe two, three series, a quarter or something like that in this game. The others they'll, they'll kind of remove, I would assume, you know, based on, on the flow of the game and, and things to that effect. But you know, you, you've only got so many up on game day, Bill. And uh, that that's the difference between this, this and the exhibition season. So they're still going to probably have to go with, you know, even when that game finishes, Bill, I, I would still assume, you know, there's, there's probably eight to 10 starters still on the field. Talk with uh, Rob Reichel of uh, Forbes.com, Conley media as well with Packers coverage. Uh, last thing before I let you go. So, I know there's a lot of consternation about who's going to win coach of the year, and I've said it all along, being a superstitious guy. Only seven coaches since 1970 have won coach of the year and won the Super Bowl. Only ten players have won the MVP and then gone on to win a Super Bowl. Uh, But I think Matt LaFleur deserves it. I know Zach Taylor's being talked about a lot. Uh, You talk about Tennessee and what they've done. But I think this is the year that if you're going to look at and give a nod to the head coach uh, that's done probably the best job overall, wouldn't you have to give it to Matt LaFleur? I, I would without question, Bill, and, and you certainly know me well enough to know the farthest thing I am is a homer. Um, but we're talking about a guy who's 30. You know, he, he's gotten almost no love the last two years, Bill, and I think if people go back and look that, and, and again, I get it, it's a year-to-year award, but, but he, he's been ignored his first two years almost completely in Green Bay. Um, he, he's 39-9. and nine. Uh, you, you could argue this is his best coaching job because this is far and away the most that they have been beat up. Um, uh, in, in a season, he had remarkable good health and fortune, you know, from his football team in, in 19 and 20, took those teams to NFC championship games. Obviously, he's got the exact same record now uh, that, that he did in those particular years. And he's done it, Bill, with, uh, you know, without his left tackle, his Pro Bowl left tackle, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl cornerback. I mean, on and on we could go with, with the injuries. I mean, four out of five offensive linemen, uh, you know, were not preferred starters. No, so what he's done, Bill. Um, dominating that division, I think he's 15 and two now in, inside the North, and I get it, the North's not great, but he's, he's had remarkable success there. Um, finding a way to win all these close games, Bill has done. I mean, we, we could spend all day going on and on about his numbers in close games. They're, they're just remarkable uh, how well he's done in those particular games. Um, Bill, I think if anybody would have told you back in September. Uh, that this group was going to have all these all these guys on IR, you probably would have. You and I probably would have both guessed. You right. know, eleven and six, ten and seven, twelve and five. Not not trending toward fourteen and three. So you know, right. I, I'm with you. Bill Belichick's going to get some love. Uh, like you mentioned, Taylor and Brable are, are going to get some love. But but I I agree with you, Billy. I think this is Lafleur's year. There you go. That's our good buddy Rob Reichel joining us on the hotline. Always good stuff. Certainly appreciate it. But just kind of getting his opinion on, on all of this. And he's right, I 100%. Because if you would have said at the beginning of the year this team would have ended up with, tw- with 12, 13, possibly you know, going on 14 wins, and you'd be without Jair, without Zedarius, without David Bakhtiari, without Josh Myers, without Elton Jenkins, without Robert Tunyon, you would go through a myriad of injuries and COVID protocol issues. And I know I'm probably forgetting guys along the way. Um, I there's no way we would have thought. And Aaron Rodgers down for a game. There's no way that we would have figured this is where it would have ended up. But it has, and I think it's legit. I really do. I think it's legit. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven. 
1670. By the way, if uh, don't forget, uh, if you're going to be listening here in the next 15, 20 minutes coming up, uh, we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers, who should be taking the podium here at some point to uh, to be talking uh, to the media. So we want to get uh, we want to get in on that as well. And we're going to take that as hopefully live and we'll get his thoughts and comments in regards to what Hub Arkish, uh, one of the actual MVP voters, had to say, uh, saying he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers because he thinks, quote, he's a jerk. So we'll we'll get that commentary coming up here in just a little bit as well from Aaron Rodgers. So stay tuned for that. Uh, a lot more of the Bill Michaels show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You on awaiting for uh, Aaron Rodgers to come to the podium? After uh, today's one of those days, I mean, he obviously had some things to say yesterday in the Pat McAfee show. Hub Arkish comes out and says that uh, I don't think uh, a bad guy can be the most valuable player and also called him a jerk. And uh, so we'll wait and see. Uh, this is Hub Arkish, like I'd said. Uh, these were, let, let's do this. Uh, we can set the stage for this in case you have not heard them yet. This was what was said on 670 The Score in Chicago from Hub Arkish talking about Aaron Rodgers and the voting for the MVP. Do you have an MVP vote this year, Hub? I do. Yeah, I'm one of the AP. There's 50 of us who vote, and I am one of us. Did you reveal that you're not voting for Aaron Rodgers? Is that correct? I did, yeah. I mean, I've been pretty consistent about that all year. Um, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. Has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is – clearly that much more valuable than than Jonathan Taylor or or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady and and so from where I sit the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice do I think he's going to win it probably you know there, there, a lot of the voters don't don't approach it the same way that I do others do who I've spoken to um, but one of the, the, the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced. I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for, but we're, we're not really supposed to reveal our votes. Are off-field things like vaccination status supposed to factor in, or are there no guidelines for that? There's no guidelines. Uh, you know, we are told to pick the guy who we think is the most valuable to his team. And, and the, you know, I, I don't think it says anywhere, you know, strictly on the field. Uh, although I do think he hurt his team on the field, uh, you know, by, by the way he acted off the field. They're going to get the number one seed anyway. But what if the difference had come down to to the Chiefs game, you know, where he lied about being vaccinated and, and, and you know, ended up not playing and they got beat. So uh, I think all these things should be considerations. That, that's the way I look at it. He ruined the entire offseason for that football team. They were left in jeopardy. They had no idea what they were doing. Uh, a, a lot of the off-the-field stuff was wasted because he wasn't there. He tortured his fan base, um, uh, and, he's, and he's getting ready. He's already started doing it again. Yeah, no, I, I just think that, that the way he's carried himself is inappropriate. You know, the, 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 the vaccine thing just was one more uh, log on the fire, so to speak. I, I think he's a bad guy, you know, and I don't think a bad guy can be the most valuable guy at the same time. There you go. That's Hub Arkish of Pro Football Weekly uh, on 670 The Score down in Chicago. And that's his discussion in regards to Aaron Rodgers. 
And there's many that feel that, hey, Hub, uh, you crossed the line. Uh, personal feelings and such should not play into um, voting for what he's done on the field. Now, his argument, I understand. I don't agree with, but I understand. So that, uh, you know, it, it's it, it, that it's a lot of con- con- conversation today. And I know some people say, well, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. Here we go again. But. You know, look, I've been watching it on the Four Letter Network all morning. They just had a piece on it again. I was watching it on um, the uh, news channels this morning uh, when I woke up from my morning news. Uh, It was on CNN, as a matter of fact. So it's not like we're just making it up to use it for, you know, potential clickbait. But it's just just everywhere. It is what it is. So that is the discussion as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers should or shouldn't be the MVP because of things that he did. And And Aaron Rodgers knew it. I mean, he knew that this was coming. You know, I mean, him and uh, Pat McAfee discussed, excuse me, discussed this. So, I mean, for for a while ago, this is nothing new. This is nothing new. So, we know, we knew this was coming. Right? We knew this was coming. So, there's nothing crazy here about this. We just, you know, didn't know that it would go to this. But we knew something like this would would be happening down the road. Uh, anyway, that being said, uh, so if you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. Um, 877-867-1670. Joe says, don't ever have Hub Arkish on the show again. I, I've, First of all, I would ask Hub on. I'd, I'd welcome him to come on the program. As a matter of fact, we reached out to Hub and tried to get him on the program. So I to, to, to explain it, um, Ben Kenny, producing the show, asked, uh, got a hold of Hub and tried to get him on the program today to talk about this uh, specifically. Uh, but Hub is, uh, uh, and again, I don't agree with this. To be clear, I don't agree. I would vote for Aaron Rodgers. I do not agree with that particular take. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. Hub is a very knowledgeable guy. been in the business a long, long time. But when it comes to this, I, I, would, I would agree to disagree. I don't think sometimes... Uh, being a jerk. Now, his his argument, I understand what he's trying to say, but when you throw in the what would have happened, should they have lost or should they have needed that game? Well, but they didn't. That's when I say, well, what would have happened, say, had Matthew Stafford thrown a few more picks and Cooper Cup not gotten the opportunity to get the catches or the touchdown? What happens if Jonathan Taylor would have you know, gotten injured and been out eight weeks instead of one. And, you know, there's a lot of what it could have should have. It didn't happen. This team has the best record in the National Football League. They did it having the fourth toughest schedule and the fourth most players lost to injury in the season. Period. That's what you have to base it on. And, oh, by the way, he has the best statistical category you could look for. He's got a tremendous amount of yardage. He doesn't lead the league in yardage, but he's got a tremendous amount of yardage. And his touchdown-to-interception ratio, completion percentage, and quarterback rating are all extremely high. It it just is what it is. Now, let me say this. Hub did not ask the question. Hub did not ask the question. The question was asked to him, and he answered it. It wasn't like he came and interjected himself into saying, this is what it is, I want to talk about this. Just an FYI. So remember that, too. But, yeah, it certainly is, is blown up in many different facets. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, that's the way to do it. You can also hit us up over on Twitter. Follow us there. Certainly appreciate it when you do follow us over there on Twitter and uh, you can find us there. Um, 
This one's from Rob who said, uh, Hub did this to draw attention to his great wisdom, vote how you want, who cares, win the Super Bowl instead, I, which 100% agree. 100% agree. Go out and win the Super Bowl. Uh, this is a question that was posed by a caller who did not uh, did not stay on the line, but um, basically wanted to know, it, let's say Aaron Rodgers does not win the MVP. Okay? Let's say he doesn't. Would this then give him an extra kind of, you know, chip on the shoulder when it comes to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, I got to think to myself, uh, I'm I'm going at this in two different directions. One is, they're both pointed in the same way, but one is, you want to win the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, there is no bigger legacy builder than the Super Bowl. If you win multiple Super Bowls, you put yourself in a different echelon. Okay. No bigger, no bigger legacy builder than a Super Bowl win. And if you play extremely well and you you win the Super Bowl because of your play and be a Super Bowl MVP twice, so there's no bigger play than that. But you, you bet. I mean, I I don't know how else to put it. If he does not get the MVP, the and we all know Aaron Rodgers uses anything and everything as the great ones do to inspire them. You bet. You bet. He would look at this as a slight, as I'm going to show all of you who did not vote for me, who didn't vote for me. for Because at this point in time, if you're not voting for Aaron Rodgers, you have to make a legitimate argument as to why. Okay? And if he doesn't win it and he believes it's because of his politics, his vaccination status, and that controversy – then he's going to be out to flip the middle bird to you and say, you're going to have to deal with me because I'm going to be the one standing on the podium hoisting the Lombardi Trophy and the Super Bowl MVP Trophy. Take that, stick it in your pipe, smoke it. So, absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. I would say that puts another chip on his shoulder. Uh, let's go to uh, back to the phones. Kirby listening to us in Blair. Kirby, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's up, man? Hey, Bill. Great show as usual. Thank you. We, uh, I was just thinking that Hub, he kind of contradicted his own criteria there when he says that, uh, well, the most important player on the team, and then he talks about Rodgers lying about his vaccination card, and then they go out and lose to the Chiefs. Well, doesn't that kind of prove the point that he is kind of the most important player on the team? Yeah. I mean, yep, absolutely. Hub kind of shot him... Hub kind of shot himself in the foot. I mean, he's not even living by his own standards, if you ask me. Right. No, I would agree with that. 100%. So, yeah, I mean, it, when, you, when you talk, that, that's why it's so, I understand the argument. I understand where he's coming from. Look, it, you know, you can say there's th- certain things that are detrimental, but the fact that he didn't play in the Kansas City game, you saw how the team performed without him. And then look at what he's done the remainder of the way and the numbers that he's put up in one less day- game than others. Yeah, you'd have to look at that and go, you know what? You just prove yourself wrong by your own argument. No doubt. Yeah, he's totally inconsistent in in his uh, decision-making process. Yep. So I would agree anyways. with Anyways. Okay. Appreciate it, man. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 1670, hit us up. Again, 877-867-1670. We'd love to hear from you. Um, 
Let's do this. Let's step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, hopefully Aaron Rodgers at the podium when we come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Some good news for the Green Bay Packers. You got a video, Josh Myers. Josh Myers today. Back out there. Josh Myers back out there. And and David Bakhtiari back out there. Retweeted both of them. There you go. Josh Myers and David Bakhtiari both back on the practice, excuse me, on the practice field today. So there you go. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Find us. Hit us up. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming out of Green Bay today. Um, so the big news, uh, you got both, uh, you know, obviously Jair as soon as he comes back from COVID protocol. Uh, but you got to David Bakhtiari and center Josh Myers back on the practice field today. So some good news. Again, this team could get healthier as time goes on. They could get healthier, which is huge. It's just huge. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, do it. Again, 877-867-1670. We are awaiting Aaron Rodgers, and we should hear from him uh, coming up here shortly. So as soon as Aaron Rodgers steps to the podium, we're going to uh, we're going to go to that and get his thoughts uh, as the Packers come out of practice today, get ready for the Lions coming up this weekend. And obviously everybody's waiting to hear what he has to say in regards to what was stated by Hub Arkish. Now here's another thought. Um... The thought could be, okay, that – and Ed from Eau Claire gave us a buzz and said, look, he didn't want to come on the program. But maybe voters that – because Hub Arkish stated that he had talked to some other voters. Okay, and like I said, Hub's well-connected. Other voters may not want to be ca- – because of the backlash right now as to what's going on, as to why you may or may not vote for Aaron Rodgers. Either – a lot of, lot of writers – they either, one, stand united to make a statement or they distance themselves from someone else. You don't want to be a part of that that group for whatever reason. Maybe voters will go in a different way, a different direction, because they don't want to be associated with the negativity that has come with um, the, the Aaron Rodgers discussion that's taken place yesterday and today because of all of that. So... I mean, I don't know. Who's to say? I think we're putting a lot of time into an award, which justifiably so is obviously pretty important. But in the grand scheme of things, getting from point A to point B, point B being a Super Bowl championship, it, it really is kind of a, a – it, it's a it's a deterrent. It, it's, it takes you off of the main path, right? It takes you off of the main path. Because your 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 ultimate goal, you're on the road to a Super Bowl. You're not on the road to an MVP. So who cares in the grand scheme of things? 
Um, 877-867-1670. Andrew says, how much does a Lions win affect the draft come spring? Well, um, if the Lions win, then they would be, uh, they would have the second overall pick. Because that would give them their third win of the season. Right now, they're already, well, no, I take that back. I don't think it would. Because Jacksonville is 2-14. and 14. Detroit is 2-13-1. and one. So Jacksonville right now has the number one pick overall. The Lions would have the second. And every other team has four wins or more. So it wouldn't. Yeah, they're locked into number two. Yeah, they're locked in. So it's not going to change it at all. Uh, Nathan said, who cares? MVP is a Super Bowl curse anyway. See, and I've talked about that. If you want to talk about history repeating itself, coach of the year and MVP. Again, statistically speaking, just giving you the facts. Only since 1970, only seven coaches who have actually won the uh, coach of the year award have gone on to win a Super Bowl. And only 10 players in the history of the MVP award who have won it have gone on to win a Super Bowl. Traditionally, the MVPs don't win it. The coach of the year doesn't win it. So, and, and here's the reason why. When it comes to the coach of the year, now Matt LaFleur could break that stereotype, and so could Aaron Rodgers. But typically the coach of the year gets nominated to be the coach of the year because your expectations for that season were low. Or you're bringing a team back from the doldrums of the season prior. You've maybe overachieved expectation. And you've did you've done something that you weren't expected to do. Therefore, you're the coach of the year, which means your team's good. You've ascended, but you're not great. Other teams are better than you. You've just outkicked your coverage when it comes to expectations for that particular season. So, I would rather see Zach Taylor win it because he's not going to the Super Bowl now. You could have, and I don't know if this would be the first time in NFL history or not, but you could have with this team if Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP, Matt Lafleur wins the Coach of the Year. It would not deter them from winning a championship. If anything, if it's never, and I don't know, I, I haven't gone back and looked, if a coach and a player, both winning Coach of the Year and MVP, have gone on to win a Super Bowl. And maybe, Ben, if you're able to find that, let me know. But it would not deter them from winning it, but maybe it would put them in the history books. As it, I can't imagine it's been done maybe more than once or twice, Right it would probably put them in the history books then as the first coach of the year, player of the year to then go on and win a Super Bowl that year. Maybe that is more so the, the last dance, take all the awards, clean house. It's kind of like the last aisle at the supermarket where you just stick your arm out and run your cart uh, along your arm and everything just falls into the cart. Just give me that award. Give me that award. Give me that award. Give me the Lombardi trophy. I'll take it all. And I'm, and then who knows what next year holds. Seems Maybe as though that's the, the last coach correct. of the year to win the Super Bowl was Belichick in 03. Correct. That's the only one I can find. Did Brady win it, though, the same year, an MVP the same year? No. Okay. He only won so MVP. The, he actually has never won MVP and the Super Bowl in the same year. Right. Usually it doesn't happen that way. So that's what I'm saying. So you'd have to go back only seven times. You'd have to look at the coaches. And then you'd have to look at the same years of the MVP since 1970, 68, 69, and say, okay, since the Super Bowl era began, has there ever been a coach 
who's won a Super Bowl, and then you look and see who the MVP of that year is, and you cross-match and you say, okay, such and such won the Super Bowl, they won the, they won the Coach of the Year and Play of the Year. I don't think it's ever been done. And if it has, it's been done once. But could this tandem be the first time to do it? Merlin says, no curses as far as the MVP goes. One has nothing to do with the other. You have two difficult achievements. Uh, that's all it is. It's been done. What I'm saying is, is historically it has not been done to as much as you think it would be when it comes to the MVP. Only 10 times in the history of the Super Bowl since 1970 has it been done. That's it. In the Super Bowl era. And as far as the Coach of the Year award goes, it's it's been done even less. Let's do this. We're going to step away and take a quick break. We'll do it just because we want to get, if Aaron Rodgers comes to the podium, we'll get as much as a- of Aaron as we possibly can in. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready to face the Lions Sunday in Detroit since the game is in a dome at Ford Field. Matt LaFleur has moved all of the Packers' practices inside the Don Hudson Center this week. LaFleur has asked, what has he changed to get receiver Devontae Adams open after that triple coverage he faced in Baltimore? Trying to move him around as much as possible, putting him in different spots, whether it's at the number one spot, whether it's in the slot, whether it's at number three. Typically, we can overcome that and get it to somebody else. LaFleur says he wants to see Devontae and Aaron Rodgers get some snaps against the Lions. Adams asked what he thinks. I think that there's there's a lot of good in it. Having two weeks off is not, it's, it's to each his own, but I wouldn't want to do that. So I would want to play next week at least some. The Packers added one more player to the COVID list yesterday, right tackle Billy Turner, who's out nursing a knee injury. The Lions had to place both of their starting offensive tackles on COVID reserve. Detroit is coming off a lopsided loss in Seattle Sunday, 51-29. to But head coach Dan Campbell says former Packer quarterback Tim Boyle did a good job filling in for the injured Jared Goff despite throwing three interceptions. Thought he made some really good throws. I mean, it's kind of like what you guys saw. It was just, there was up and down. You know, it was inconsistent, man. He'd make a really good throw, and then maybe on another one, we wouldn't quite get his feet set. And it's easy to look at it, and man, three interceptions that I know. But man, there's there's something about this guy. I think he's going to get better. That's Lions head coach Dan Campbell in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Bill Michael show continues on final segment. Still waiting for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, nothing as of yet. Um, <laughs> ben, you think it's a conspiracy, huh? They're waiting till our show's over. Oh, it's every, every single time something yeah. significant happens. And then we're waiting for Rogers to speak. It's not right. just some random week. They always wait until right after you get off air. Yeah. Um, did, by the way, did uh, Brett Favre win the MVP in the 1995-96 season or in the 96 season? 90, but it, 95, 96, and 97. 
He won it back to back to back years. So he did win it the I year believe. that uh, they won the Super Bowl. But Holmgren did not win Coach of the Year that year. So a coach, a player, have not won Coach of the Year, Player of the Year, and then the Super Bowl in the same season. That was what I was asking. And no NFL player has won a game after being on Manning cast. So there you go. They're in a tough spot if Rodgers and LaFleur win. Correct. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. But uh, about out of here. We've got um, probably we got about eight minutes, nine minutes left. And, uh, again, waiting for Aaron Rodgers. And if we don't hear Aaron today, I'm sure his comments are going to make the news. And then we'll hear it all over the place uh, tomorrow as well as we're back at it again tomorrow. Uh, but uh, we just kind of we were just waiting to hear because of what has been a very loud reaction, not just here in our own backyard. And some people say, "Well, it's it's just us talking about it." No, it's not. I, I was flipping through and I'm watching it on ESPN, watching it on the NFL Network. I was watching it on CNN. Uh, it is in every. You can go to almost any website. Uh, Fan side had it. Bleacher Report had it. ESPN's talked about it. Um, Fox has talked about it. So you you can get into all of that. But the big news of the day throughout the rest of the NFL uh, is the return of Derrick Henry to the Tennessee Titans. The Packers, though, they get David Bakhtiari back and Josh Myers back at practice today. Both of those guys back. And they're not in full pads. It's helmets, jerseys, and sweats. That's what they're back in today. But uh, good to see Josh Myers. We had not seen a Josh Myers sighting in a while. So good to see him back in the practice field today. So Josh Myers back as well. And we'll see if he's able to go. I know that's kind of the wish list for Matt LaFleur is to say, hey, let's get these guys a little bit of work. Get Josh Myers some work. Get uh, David Bakhtiari some work. Maybe Jair a little bit of work. And start to trend in the right direction. Can you imagine? Now just think about this. Can you imagine if, say, with Billy Turner comes back from COVID protocol, the Packers have the number one seed locked up. They've got an extra week. So can you imagine if you get three-fifths of your starting offensive line back for the first game of the postseason. Now, again, it comes with the caveat they're not going to be at midseason form. But can you imagine getting that, I want to say the healthy legs, under you, three-fifths of your starting offensive line back? That would be huge. That would be huge. You get them back, and Jair, one of, your best cover, one of the best cover corners in the league, is able to come back. Can you imagine getting all of them back and healthy and ready to go? And COVID is, knock on wood, pretty much eliminated out of the building. And you get into the postseason, you really start to roll. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't even know how to how to start to qualify that. It's almost like it's too good to be true, right? It would almost be too good to be true. Uh, Stymie says, uh, Tom Brady didn't blast Aaron, uh, Aaron, uh, no, Antonio Brown, not Aaron Brown, uh, for quitting on the team. He wanted to ha have people have compassion. Do you think Aaron Rodgers would have done that? I, that's a great question. Uh, no, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have blasted him. I think Aaron Rodgers would have done pretty much what Tom Brady did. You know, I think he would have done it more in a, in a matter of fact circumstance to say, Hey, it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, but we, you know, he's a good person. We know him in the locker room. We wish him nothing but the best, you know, 
He would have certainly stuck up for the guys that are in the locker room. But no, I just Aaron is all about peace and love and happiness and all that kind of stuff. Now, granted, it it does at times, if you look on the outside in, have a little bit of hypocrisy to it. But no, he's he's a peace, love, and and you know, and uh, hugs kind of guy. He he would probably say something very similar. I would guess. I'm only giving you my hypothesis here, but I would say he'd probably give you something very similar. Uh, this is from David. David says, uh, hey, Bill, come on. Personal feelings have no business being in with a voter. Uh, Hubba Arcus should be stripped of his vote. Uh, and again, I, I, maybe he will be. I have no idea. I, I have no idea. Uh, I don't think he will. My personal feeling is, my, my thought is, he will not be. I think there's going to be a couple of people that are going to go, Hub, you know, maybe you shouldn't you know, reveal who you're not voting for as opposed to who you are voting for. But uh, I, my assumption is that, um, you know, my assumption is that he's going to keep his voting voting privileges. Uh, let's do this. Aaron Rodgers just making his way to the podium. We got a couple of minutes, but we might as well take it. Maybe it's the first question. Here's Aaron Rodgers speaking to the media. Hey, Matt. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? You got me? Try again, Matt. How about now? Um, after what you said last week about what it would mean to win your fourth MVP, what, what do you think of one of the 50 voters coming out and saying yesterday, quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. I think he's a bad guy, and I don't think a bad guy can be the MVP at the same time. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But I mean, to and I listened to the comments, but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime, in the off season, that you know I had zero chance of winning the VP. In my opinion, should exclude, you know, future future votes. Um, you know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. Because he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum, and I'm not going to waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never never talked to me in his life. But it's unfortunate that those those sentiments – it's surprising that he would even say that, to be honest. But, yeah, I knew this was possible. We talked about it on Mac a few weeks ago. Um, but crazy. Rob Domofsky. Rob, go ahead. Aaron, you got me? Um, on a lighter note, uh, I know you uh, you and Devontae both said you want to play and, and hope to play Sunday. I was wondering, though, do you think there's any correlation to playing in this game versus then how you might play two weeks later in a playoff game? Mm, not really. I don't think so. I think 
it's it's more just keeping the momentum going and the desire to be out there with the guys competing. Uh, you know, I know there's possible players who could uh, return this week. I don't know what their status is going to be, but uh, that's exciting for sure. But, uh, you know, guys are healthy, guys want to play. I mean, there's risk every time you take the field. There's obviously the idea about uh, rust and uh, compared to momentum. But, yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to be out there and, and, and be with my guys. And I'm assuming that's, that's still the plan. There you go. Aaron Rodgers meeting with the media and right out of the shoot. Wow. Did you expect that, uh, Ben? No. I expected to plead the fifth. Either I don't pay attention to it or I don't care. Right. Didn't expect never, that. Never, never expected that. I mean, went right after. Uh, it, now, I will say, he said he doesn't know who he is. I I mean, I guess I got to take Aaron Rodgers at his word, but this is a guy that's been on the sidelines and has worked numerous times with, um, you know, with Westwood One calling sideline reporting for the games with – Kevin uh, Kevin Harland. I mean, it, it's he's been out there numerous times. He's been to Lambeau Field numerous times. Uh, to say he doesn't know him, maybe he's doing that on purpose just so he says he's a nobody. We'll deal more. I'm sure this is going to be big stuff coming up tomorrow. Uh, the big news of the day: Derek Henry is back. David Bakhtiari uh, for the Tennessee Titans. David Bakhtiari, Josh Myers back at practice. Uh, so maybe things are trending in the right direction. Wow. What a fiery way to end the program today. Yeah.